0: Welcome to the Chelsea fan cast. Uh, it's Stanford Chidge here, of course. It's Friday evening. Who knew? How did we get here so bloody quickly? Friday evening, seven o'clock or there or thereabouts, which means only one thing. It means that we've got our preview show. And uh, I'm really, for a, for a huge number of reasons tonight, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, as always, we've got the uh, erudite Mr. Jonathan Kidd.
1: Lovely to be on the show, Church. Thank you.
0: How are you? Been a bit. Been a bit, I only saw you on Monday. It seems like about a month ago, mate.
1: Oh, well, a lot as uh, a lot as uh, a lot of time. I've been in the time machine, so I've been off from the around the universe yes. last week. So in- I've been several years away, you know. But I've uh, I'm back now.
0: Been to Thank Gallifrey you. and back. Have we? Yeah. 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 yeah Good. Dan- to-
1: danced on the. the-
0: twin moons they've got there that's right okay well i hope your sonic screwdrivers all ready to go tonight because i suspect we might need it anyway lovely to see you as always uh um we were going to have uh mr dan silver on tonight but dan dan has had the jab and is suffering uh the after effects of said jab i'm glad that he's got the jab that's the, fir- the first thing but uh, sorry to hear he's not well but um i mean you know the the chelsea fan cast is filled with such an abundance of talent if you remember, somebody couldn't make it the other week. Might have even been Dan again, actually. And Tony stepped up to the plate. So this week, we've got the wonderful Clayton Beerman. I mean, talk about a super sub, mate. I don't know. How are you? Uh,
2: very well. Very well. Looking forward to tonight. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Wishing Dan well.
2: Mm. Um, uh, yeah. So, yes, there's lots to talk
0: about, isn't there? Yes, there is. Yes, there is indeed. Always lovely to see you, Clayton. A real... Nice bonus for us. Now, last by thank no you. means least, of course, we always have a a journalist friend of ours, and uh, we have tonight the wonderful Adam Newsom, who of course was at the press conference today. Adam, how are you? Good, thanks, guys.
3: Uh, thank you very much for having me again.
0: Always a pleasure to see you. We might as well. I mean, obviously, the the, the two things I want to talk about in this little bit really are the wonderful, wonderful performance. Uh, against Atletico Madrid uh, on Wednesday evening, which of course meant that we were in the draw for the quarterfinals, which of course was released today. And if you, you know, just for those of you who have yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest, uh, the draw came out as follows Man City versus Borussia Dortmund, Porto versus Chelsea, Bayern Munich versus Paris Saint Germain, and uh, Real Madrid versus Liverpool. And should we beat Porto? Uh, we will be either playing Real Madrid or Liverpool in the semi-final. It's so exciting. Um, Adam, you were at the the presser today. Uh, what did Tommy T have to say about the Champions League draw? Um, he
3: said something a little bit surprising. Basically, he didn't try and play down anything. He sort of said, "Look, look we're in the um, we're in the quarterfinals now, so we have a chance of winning it, which um, is quite refreshing." It wasn't uh you usually probably had coach response to, you know, be very respectful, well, not respectful, but you know, oh one game is one one game at a time, let's not get ahead of ourselves, nothing like that. He <laughs> essentially did say, you know, yeah, you know, there are some good teams here, but we're one of the good teams, we're in the quarterfinals, so we're only a few games away. Um, which was nice. And I think you you know, I think it's easy to go, oh Porto, we all everyone would have won the Porto. Let's not pretend
0: otherwise. I wanted Porto.
3: And it's, you know, everyone, every, every Chelsea fan did, and there's a reason for that. But, you know, Porto won't be a pushover. They obviously knocked out Juventus. Um, but it is the kindest draw Chelsea probably could have got. And, um, yeah, you look at the semifinals, obviously Chelsea beat Liverpool a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, and Real Madrid aren't that dominant this year. So, yeah, the, the pathway seems to be favourable, but, um, but obviously that's not taking anything for granted at this stage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I missed it live because uh, I was I was busy, you know, working this morning. But uh, and then I went off and completely forgot that it was on. And then then when I got out of the next meeting, it was at my phone pinged to tell me that we had Porto, and I let out a yelp in the car. I was so excited. And it's about <laughs> bloody time. I mean, I somebody put up somewhere probably on Twitter who we've had in the last like eight times we've been in the Champions League. Basically, Barcelona, Bayern Munich. Uh, PSG, PSG, Atletico Madrid. Twice.
2: Yeah.
0: and them PSG again. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah. and it's about bloody time, JK, isn't it? JK, before before I let you opine, um, I'm going to make you very happy. You're going to love this. I've done some homework, as you know, because you've had all my notes. Um, Porto, we've never been knocked out of the Champions League by Porto. We have played them a lot. 2004, 2007, 2009, 2015. Um we've met them at the uh the round of 16 once in 2007 and we drew 1-1 over there, one, two, one at home. So yeah, you know, and Liverpool our record in the Champions League obviously we all know about the infamous semi-finals but you know, we knocked them out um at the semi-final stage in 2 th- no, in the quarter-final stage in 2009 of course when we went on to play Barca and of course famously we beat them in the semi-final in 2008. Uh, when we uh, ended up losing to Man United, in fact, that was that was the the second leg of that was two days after the first ever Chelsea fan cast. So there you go. Wow. But our record against Liverpool is pretty damn good. And guess what, J.K. We've never been beaten in European competition by Real Madrid. How because we've that? never played. No, we have. We have in seventy one. When we we drew and then we won in the oh, sorry in the, in the sorry cup yes I
1: think you more of the Champions League. No, yes, never no, played in the Champions we're, League. We haven't played in the Champions League. No, I'm right there. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. You yeah. The Super Cup,
0: Super Cup, and, uh, Monaco. Yeah. yeah, we played them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, um, lots to be happy about, mate. Gotta be sure. Yeah, I
1: also don't think it's worth quoting Liverpool because I don't think they'll get through. I think they'll be beaten by them. <laughs> Liverpool. Liverpool are poor. Well, both moment, both
0: teams so. aren't exactly at their best at the moment.
1: No, no, no. I'm, I'm also I'm I'm. Um, I'm I'm trying to put the uh, the mockers on them, you know, by just saying they're not very good. <laughs> then but we'll probably be the opposite. By, by what way, I'm It'll be the opposite. But my, no, my personally, my hopes are up. My um, I, I'm like Tuchel. My um, my uh, the child in me is going, oh, oh, we could win this.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh, we just go all the way through. We could beat them all. I mean, I think, I think uh, obviously teams won't play the same way that uh, Atletico played against us, but. Um, I'm beginning to think that he, he'll cope with anything, Tuchel. He just and he, he, the fact that he throws his experiments into really top games and uh, and they came off. The, uh, who would have thought that? You know, all our heart. Let's be honest, our hearts sank when we saw that top that front three. And um, uh, you know, Werner was excellent, but one, you know, uh, it, it, the amount of industry and the speed. Zayac, though, gave a really really crap interview at the end of the game. A really cocky kind uh, of—I know—I'm doing terribly well, aren't I? Kind of uh, um, slightly Dutch interview, Um, but um, and he was—and his goal was actually very lucky because it went straight through um, the goalie's legs, didn't it? It um, it uh, it, was—it should have been just placed rather beautifully in the corner, but nonetheless, he scored. He was a lot better, and uh, and they—they, as as he said in the press conference today, they there's still work to do, but they're. They're getting there. But I love the fact that he's actually experimenting. Even the Champions League game he's, he's experimenting with players. And also an interesting thing he said in the press conference I look at it was he felt that um, he hadn't given Giroud enough chances recently, which uh, I thought was a very, very... Um, um, it was a good admission from the coach because um, uh, he could have brought him on against Southampton, as we talked about on both the preview and the fan cast. Uh, he, he could have had more of a presence. So I think he may have a go on on Sunday, I get the impression Abraham will will play, but um, uh, but it probably as a, as a substitute later on. Well, it's interesting stuff. It was wonderful. It was a, it was a it was a wonderful performance. Wonderful.
0: It was Clayton. Um, i i, I you know unlike me to be as optimistic as J K. Well, it's, it's unlike me to be as extreme as J K. One way or the other, but I've got to be honest, mate. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling in me bones. I, it's just a, such a stupidly Chelsea thing to do to go off and win the bloody Champions League, mate. And now, we, as Adam said, we've got a pathway. Well, I mean, it, it, the, the draw was as good as it could have been
2: in in both um, the quarterfinal and the semi-final. Uh, to avoid both City and Bayern until the final, if that's the case, is, is brilliant. You know, in, in, in the same way that we got the worst possible draw The in the round of 16, we got the best possible draw here. Porto won't be easy. I mean, I love what Tuchel said. You know, he said that's what you you know, Juve asked Juve how easy it was. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's he's a marvel, he's an absolute marvel. I mean, what he's done with these players over two, two and a half months is just bizarre, absolutely bizarre. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, you, you look at Everything and and you and you think why not, you know? Because basically, we've got a winnable quarter final. I'm not particularly scared about either Real Madrid or Liverpool. Um, and once you're in the final, as we know from personal experience,
3: anything I mean, can happen. Possible.
0: And I mean, mm. I think I think the worse a team is, the better chance it has to win the Champions League. As we have proved on on, on that certainly on the occasion in. So that, that
2: must give Porto and lift then. Well,
0: I'm just thinking because we were, you know, it's it's just, it, this would be the most insane of uh, insane seasons, but it is so Chelsea. I mean, Adam, one of the things that, I mean, which I'll weave into that performance against Atletico, which I, I just thought was, it, uh, apart from everything else about it, what I was so happy about was to see a Chelsea, because, you know, I'm not a football purist. I think there are people who are well aware of this. I was I was almost weeping with joy to see Chelsea shithouse their way to the a win over the most shit team of the last ten years. And the bottom line is, mate, you know, if 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 we kind of like draw nil nil and then and a, and it goes in off somebody's ass in the quarter final, and we do the same in the semi final, and we win it on penalties in the final. I mean, I will just combust with joy because it's all about winning. And the thing is, I can see a Tuchel side doing that because he somehow instilled this steel and the tenacity and shithousery and, and leadership. And and you can tell how, how oh, joyful huge I'm team finding it.
1: Huge team spirit. Changes. Yeah.
0: Huge. Yeah, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I, right, I, though, J.K.'s. I, Burr, I love it. Sorry, go on, Adam. I'm, I'm very I, excited, as uh, you can see.
3: <laughs> no, I thought Antonio Rudiger going down at a very soft elbow was brilliant because at the end of the day, if that had been the other way around, you can bet 100% that an Atletico player would have hit the deck and made a uh, made a big thing out of it, and Chelsea would have gone down to 10 men. So, fair play. And I don't think that streetwise um approach is something Chelsea really had under Frank Lampard. Um can't remember I think I said on it on here you know the fact that Frank's gone I think has really made this team mature quickly because maybe he did protect a few of the academy lads especially and the younger players he was always the guy to to get the flack if anything really went wrong and he was always seemingly quite happy to to put that on him to say you know these are young players and let's not put too much pressure on them whereas I guess with Thomas Tuchel he's come in and gone well you know what yeah you're young but at the moment, I'm going to pick whoever I think is best, so you've all got to step up. And to everyone's credit, they really have done. Um, and there does seem a real bond and a real togetherness, um, and that does count for a lot, as Thomas Tuckler has said himself. You know, you can't achieve anything without that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, why, why not be excited? And I've seen a lot of Chelsea fans on, on Twitter today following the draw, making parallels to 2012 in the sense of we played uh, a Portuguese side in the quarterfinals. Yeah. We could play uh, a Spanish side in the semis in, uh, if Real Madrid would get through, and then there's the potential of Bayern Munich in the final again, um, which would be incredible if it played out like that. Just for the bizarreness of it, but um but yeah, it was, it was, you know the pathways there, and no one's going to want to play Chelsea at the moment because a Chelsea are playing really well, and b they just don't concede goals.
0: Absolutely, Adam. It's, and as I said, I'm still I'm still excited. Can't you tell, J.K. You are absolutely right about what you said a minute ago. It's, that that team spirit. Uh, they all worked so hard. They all played for each other. That when when bloody you know Emerson, our favourite player, JK scored a goal with his first touch Cracker. and a cracking, a, a cracking goal. goal. Alonzo couldn't have done better. Alonzo yeah. wouldn't have been able to run yeah. that far. But, but
1: the fact that everybody then hugged him, you just thought, "Well, Mendy, Mendy he ran hundred you know, yards." Mendy came and hugged him. Yeah, oh, no. like, they all love each other. My goodness me, there's got so so you slightly worry about what was slightly happening with Frank, you know, but, you know, it's it's clearly it's it's the fact that he's chosen a style to play and the, the pressing in the game was absolutely phenomenal. The three the three guys on every single time a, an Atletico player got the ball was just remarkable. I, I was actually trying to time how long it took us to get the ball back and it was seconds. It was absolutely seconds. You go, oh, we've got it back again. And then we tippy-tap, and it, well, tippy-tap. We, the passing is sublime as well. And it makes sense, really, because they are top players even because they are you know we we, they, we haven't bought idiots we bought people who haven't quite fitted in or whatever it is haven't worked in the plan and he's created a plan for them where they can manifest their their top skills but the passing is absolutely first rate my goodness me crisp and slick and everything and you go wow and uh and the defense is so it's hugely organized all you need at the moment is still it's the final third it's yeah. the more precision it's yeah. the is the whatever it is, but if the opposition can't score against you, as you say, you can get it off somebody's ass or do as Zayat did and mishit it and it goes through the goalie's legs. Well, great, you know, let's keep let's keep it going.
0: I mean, it's interesting, J.K. We 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 are creating a lot. I mean, goal attempt sixteen, yeah. we, but we're not putting them away. But that that notwithstanding, Clayton. Um, I mean, it's very interesting. All of all of us have been around the block a bit. We've all worked for various organisations. Some of us have managed organisations, and you know the the rule number one for any manager really is to to get the best out of what you've got and to find a way to do that. And I agree. I agree with J.K. Tommy T has absolutely done that. But you still, you know, in football and elite football, you still need bloody good players, and. I mean, how many times have we said this before? Kante was just oh. imperious, Clayton, oh. wasn't he? Well, um, Andy Saunders said uh,
2: Kante should get man of the match. And I just tweeted him back and said, which one? <laughs> because it was like there were the three of them on there. I mean, he 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 was just extraordinary. I mean, even by his own high standards, he's back now. He's back to where he was. He's back to his best... I think it was, I was listening to uh, another podcast today yeah. and Gav Marcotti uh, was on and he was basically saying, and he, he had a real sort of hobby horse and he he said, he said, I can't stand it when, you know, people say this one's not good enough, that one's not good enough. They're, he said they're all professional footballers. They're mostly internationals. They are good enough. It's either they're off form or they're not playing well, or what have you. But they are good enough. And what Tuchel is proving is that they are good enough. Now, I mean, you know, you, the whole thing that he's got here is he's got a system which he's using, and whether we go into next season with that system, Lord knows, I don't know. But the fact is that Zuma came in on uh, Wednesday, and it was a seamless transition. We didn't miss Christiansen. We were, you know, we saw that. I mean, you know, two, two months down the line, we were worried that we didn't have Christensen playing. You know, two months ago, everybody was really pleased that Christensen wasn't playing. It's just a bizarre, what, what's happened, the transformation. And, you know, you, you, you mentioned the team spirit. That performance in the stands with Silva, Jorginho and, uh, and Mount, was extraordinary, and, and Tuchel mentioned that because somebody said, "Oh, did you notice that?" And he said, "Yeah." And he said, "I noticed it in, in the ground because they were coaching. They were coaching from the stands. They were telling the players on the pitch what to do." It's it's just extraordinary. But I mean, yeah, Cante is just fantastic. I mean, we are very lucky to have him.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're lucky to have him, and 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 he does need careful managing, doesn't it? Uh, doesn't he, Adam? And uh, I, I think I think you know. I, I'm going to ask you a kind of a weird question, a bit of a kind of a a circular one, you know, given that I was, you know, so effusive about Tuchel and what he's infused in the team and this. I mean, we've been moaning on this podcast for a long time now about the complete lack of leadership. You know, out of all the things that Tuchel's done so far, Adam, what do you think has been the key thing that he's done, the most important thing that he's done?
3: Uh, I think probably coming in and giving every single player a clean slate and saying to all of them that i'm going to give you a chance um because you know we know the dressing room wasn't entirely harmonious at the end of frank's reign there were players who were unhappy um and by coming in and doing what he did he basically united everybody um and he lived up to his word you know he kept his word he played uh he played kepper he brought jorginho back in he played rudiger and he's he's given every single player in the first team squad minutes Um, some more than others of course but I think that's so important when you have a squad as big as Chelsea's that every single player knows that yeah I could actually get a game this weekend Um, and that obviously keeps everybody on their toes and it keeps everybody competitive and it keeps everybody happy and I think that has been the most important thing obviously coaching wise he's brilliant and you can tell that by the structure he's put in place and the the system that he's put in place where he can pretty much drop anybody into it. And everyone seems to know where they're meant to be, what they have to do, what they have to do in any situation with the ball, without the ball. And that's testament to his coaching. And you know what, you know, everyone loves Frank Lampard and that's not changed, but the reality is, yeah, Thomas Tuckle's probably a better coach than Frank Lampard. That's, I don't think anyone's really surprised about that. Um, and, I have this vision you know, of Frank sitting at home going, the little fucker. Look, he's he's
1: playing for him. Look, I just constantly think of Frank just commenting on it. I can't help it.
3: It's strange, isn't it? Because I think when Frank went, everybody, you know, th- there was a very mixed reaction. I think many of us were obviously disappointed because of what he meant to the club and what he was trying to do. And there's nothing wrong with being disappointed that that didn't work out. But you can, we can all still admit that Thomas Tucker was brilliant. and. He is a great coach and, you know, he's a lot further down his coaching career than Frank yeah. Lampard. Yeah. And, you know, that's important. And Frank may go on to become a very, very good manager still. Um, but Thomas Tuchel has been doing this 20 years. Um, so he's obviously going to understand the nuances more of it than Frank. And, you know, that is seemingly coming through with with what he's doing. I think Frank probably applied
1: a lot of things that he experienced as a player. And that's possibly not the right thing to be doing, Um uh, whether you learn that after the experience of being a manager, as you say, from Tuchel, whether um, you become too emotional about some things or a bit reserved in a way, whereas he he appears to be approaching it not from the player view. It's like an overall, um, uh, I don't know, he, he, he's just having a different, he, he's come from, he comes from a completely different angle from Frank. So mm.
3: I do wonder if that, um, that sort of bit of a disconnect, because, you know, Frank was so invested in everything. Um, you could tell that by post-match interviews, you know, he'd either bound into them smiling or happy or (laughs) he'd be absolutely look like thunder. And obviously Thomas Tuchel doesn't have that same relationship with the club. He doesn't have that same connection. And maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe that does Mm. give him a bit more clarity over certain things and a bit more of a ruthlessness about it too.
0: I I wonder if something else is at play here because if you think about it, the manager who Frank probably would have learned most from is Jose Mourinho. And Jose was infamous for you were either in or you were out. And if you were out, you know, it's very clough like, he never talked to you. And and that that's come home to bite Jose on the arse wonderfully spectacularly at United <laughs> and now at Spurs. I mean, how wonderful it was. To, I mean, you know, what a week for Chelsea fans to see that lot get turned over last night. But I'm wondering if, you know, because you do, you learn you learn from your mentors, and, and Jose was a mentor to Frank. But, of course, as we're seeing with Jose now, time has moved on. You know, it, it, it's very, very different now. And players are very, very different now. And they won't have it because they have power. If, if you don't play them and you just cut them out and you don't talk to them, they're on the phone to their agent and they're causing trouble. Because they have the power and maybe Tuchel is, is, is a very modern manager. He understands that actually the power no longer lies with the manager and you have to coax these players and you have to play the game a bit and you've got to keep them all at it, which is really what you were saying. So maybe mm. that's the case. Thus far, I'm not going to fall... I'm, I'm going to stick to my agreement. I will have no emotional attachment to Thomas Tuchel. I'm not going <laughs> to fall in <laughs> love with him. What I will say is I love what he's doing. So there you go, and only in uh, in two and a half months, isn't it? I know it is remarkable, isn't it? I mean, it what a what a batshit crazy club this club is. That's why I love oh. supporting it. Anyway, oh. listen, chaps, we've got to wrap this one up because we've got uh, we've got our our next guest waiting in the wings. But uh, what I should have said, Adam, actually very rudely of me, of course, you you stepped in to fill the breach tonight because we were going to have Sam on the show, and you very kindly you know, out of nowhere said, yes, I can do it. So I should have said that to you too. We've got two super subs tonight, JK. Are we scaring him off or something? What's going on? You want somebody
1: to sub for me in a minute? No, no.
0: No. I've got your favourite guest coming on. You don't want
1: to go, do you? No, no, not still. I just wondered if that was, you know, part of no, the, mate, come the, on. the trend it would for be tonight. Like,
0: it'd be like yeah. Laurel without Hardy. You can't do I that get to get my daughter to come in who doesn't support Chelsea and doesn't like football. Well, I'll tell you what, what we should do for the next part, <laughs> you go and get Georgia up here and I'll go and get Sarah from downstairs and you, me and you can have a night <laughs> off. It'd be chaos, wouldn't it? It'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? Oh. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Uh, Adam, as always, an absolute delight to see you uh, and I will scouts on and do my best to wing my uh, piece over to you sometimes. I'm a godly hour tonight, hopefully.
3: No worries, guys. Thanks for having me again, and I uh, look forward to reading your piece, Judge.
0: Okay, I'm reading yes, it. Don't speak what too soon, Adam? <laughs> Adam. I know what I know. What's going in it? It needs work. That's all I'm saying. All right, mate. Lovely <laughs> okay, stuff. Guys. Great to see you. Right, we're yeah, going to be appreciate. we're going to be uh, back in a minute, and we're going to be talking to the lovely uh, Ben, the Traveling Blade, for his third appearance on the Fancast. fans real opinions I'm Jason
3: Cundy and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast
0: total nutters and proper Chels footballfancast.com Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea FanCast. Of course, I am Stanford Chidge. It's our preview show of a Friday night. And, of course, I've got the wonderful Jonathan Kidd with me. Lovely to be on the show. And I've got a lovely Clayton Bim with me, too. Yeah, Now, of course, as you know, uh, part two of the Chelsea FanCast preview show is always this. And tonight on The Opposition View, I am so delighted to say uh, this is this is a first for us. This is the third time we've had... Had not the same opposition view bloke on in a season, and do you know what he bloody predicted it last time he was on? I don't know if you remember that, J.K. Do you remember that? Yeah. He said, yeah. I'll, he's, I'll, "I'll see, I'll see thee for the FA Cup." He said, "Ben, <laughs> the lovely travelling blade, back for a hat trick. Lovely to see you, mate." See,
4: the thing is, when I when I tweeted third times a charm, I I was meaning no. It's the third time we've played you. That means it's the first time we'll win. However. We are gonna, we are gonna get absolutely trolled by your boys on Sunday. Honestly, it's gonna be, it's gonna be graphic. It's gonna, you're gonna have to be over eighteen to watch Sunday.
1: <laughs> ben, 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 we can't score. We can't score. With, nobody scores against us, so it'll
0: be dull, nil, nil. Penalties, and then, mate, and you'll win on penalties. We,
4: we can't, we we can't do football. We can't do football. We don't know what it is.
0: Okay. as the youngsters <laughs> say we, on Twitter, Ben, you don't know ball.
4: We yeah, we don't. We we legit don't man. Honestly, it's uh, it's um, it's been uh, it's been a long hard season, as it was, and then the news that well, I don't know how much you um. Well, we don't. What, happened, the... what happened
0: with Wilder? What happened with him then?
4: <sighs> I, I, I Chance to swear here. You can swear
0: I, here. We always swear. Particularly, can we say
1: Ben? Ben? Can we say oh, that the love? Can we say the love for Wilder in the rest of as far as I can work out from everybody? Is enormous. Absolute love for him from everybody. What brilliant! What a brilliant manager! What what is he and the brilliance he's done for the club? So there's always well, that
4: feeling. I suppose that like obviously I'm heavily biased in favour of Chris Wilder, but I believe that um, it was it was really a, a breath of fresh air um, in the Premier League. You know, you'd get you'd get these managers coming up. Your Graham Potters, your Eddie Howe, Daniel Fox, you know, quite well spoken, giving sound bites. Um, you know, like you saw when Norwich got promoted the same season we did. They, they actually won the league and we cel- We came second to Norwich. We Our players and Wilders celebrated infinitely more <laughs> than they did. You know, you saw their dressing room. They had like Lucas Sports and Bananas. <laughs> our dressing room. And we came below them. You've got you Chris had Baller shit buses. out of his mind. Um, I remember when we won League One, he had the trophy on the bus. He almost dropped it. He was that drunk. He stole the hat from the mayor of Sheffield on the same day. <laughs> but like, even on the promotion, our players just got absolutely inebriated. Um, I think we were a breath of fresh air. It was proper. Um, it was proper football. It was proper traditional, old-fashioned, boy of the road with stuff. A lad that supported Sheffield all his life, been a ball boy, been a player. Um, there's photos of Chris Wilder in, in the away end at Crystal Palace back in the 2009 um, play- championship playoffs. And I think there's like, that's why people, look. I think that's why like, all the fans loved him. That's why the media loved him that I think, you know, like sky sports having to apologize when they said, they asked Chris Wilder or, oh, you know, if someone said to you in 2016, you're going to get Chef out in the premier league in, uh, in three years, what would you say to them? He said, are you on drugs? You know, just having to, it was just <laughs> nowhere's in grace. There's no filter whatsoever. Um, the fact he hardly ever swore on air is astonishing. And um I think I think what sp- what spoke the loudest to me um just under a week ago wasn't the reaction from Sheffield United fans. It was the reaction from fans and pundits that had no reason to care for Sheffield United. Such as you said then, you know. Um, you've got you've got Pundit you've got Jamie Radnip, uh, Jamie Jamie Radnip, Jamie Redknapp Jamie Catnip Liverpool Jamie Redknapp was an awful left back for South end I believe um, but Jamie Redknapp <laughs> good was <early>. shout, good <laughs> shout. <laughs> <laughs> But you got you got like, Jamie Redknapp on Sky Sports you know Ex Liverpool experts has no reason whatsoever to give Sheffield United a second thought saying that he feels uncomfortable talking about the departure of Chris Wilder Um, you've got Shearer and Lineker, you know, devout Leicester, well, I suppose Lineker's got his size to Spurs as well, A Newcastle fan saying it's absolute madness. Basically, every pundit and every other fan around the country going like, what in the name of Christ is going on? And I don't know how much you, as Chelsea What what happened? Why did
0: he go then?
4: We still not had anything. I mean, one of the sad things, is it was last Friday morning, I was meant to be working from home. I had a couple of calls in the morning over like Zoom. I made the mistake of picking my phone up just to see, like... And we've seen it before in the past, a few seasons ago, back in January, all these in-the-nose going, oh, yeah, Wilder's leaving. And you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I turned my phone and I saw, like, BBC Sport, Amazon Prime Video, Sky Sports, all saying Chris Wilder's set to leave. I'm like, yo, shit, this is serious. And then there was meant to be a, a, a player press conference at half ten. That was cancelled. A manager's press conference... Uh, about one, half one in the afternoon, because we were playing Sunday. That was cancelled. They said, all right, it's no longer a manager's press conference. It is just a press conference at 5pm. And we're like, we're all, we're all waiting on tent talks, And at about a quarter to four in the afternoon, they said, all right, that's cancelled. And um, usually can't show up Sheffield United's Twitter page. You can't shut them up. They're just tweeting arbitrary f- photos of players going, oh, didzy with a flexing arm emoji, you know. Um, rubbish like, I don't know what Chelsea's like but absolute, you know um, worse, yeah just stuff <laughs> like that, you can't shut them up usually and we just got this, basically 36 hours of deafening silence from them, until about what I think was around 9pm in the evening on Saturday and it just, it gives this generic statement out, and um I can't think of a manager of you but basically, if, if you can think of a manager that like was hardly ever there at Chelsea had no connection with the fans, had no connection with the club, didn't do very well. For us, it would be David Weir, David Moyes, old second-in-commander at Everton. Came in for a few months, did crap, got sacked. And they gave out a statement as if he'd been sacked. And you're thinking this man made Sheffield United more than we ever should have been. And they just gave the most generic statement. To answer your question, sorry, I deviated a bit. We've had no official thing yet. I think there's some whole massive gagging order on the thing from both sides, both let's say, the board and Prince Abdullah's side and Chris Wilder's side um, about why it actually happened. But um I was worried that a load of people from other clubs and media would come in going, oh, Chris Wilder's been sacked. And I think there was a little bit of that. It definitely wasn't a sacking um, as, as the in the usual sense because Prince Abdullah, I mean, he came out uh, even at the start of last season when we first got into the Prem saying, um, you know, if, if we lose every game, I want Chris Wilder to be our manager in the championship. I think he came out again in January saying basically the same thing. When when we knew, we knew we were going down and he said, I want Chris Wilder to be our manager in the championship. Well, he didn't say the championship, but he said, I want Chris Wilder to be our manager next season, um, whichever division we're in. So it, it definitely wasn't our, well, it wasn't Prince Abdullah and our board looking at our results and going, well, it's been rubbish. Let's get rid of him. All I can think, and this might be a bit of hearsay, um, but all I can think that's happened is that from what I've heard, and you know, the, the rumours here and there is that I think Prince Abdullah, and well, I, I'm name-shaming him, but I think him and the board didn't agree with some of Chris Wilder's signings over the past few years. And people said, oh, I've got, you know, a few mates that Leeds fans saying the board should have backed Wilder. And to be fair, like, we spent beyond our dizziest dreams as Sheffield United fans, you know. I think we've spent over a hundred million since coming up. In hundred million in two seasons for Sheffield United is beyond belief. I mean, we were getting nosebleeds when we spent four million on John Egan, for God's sake, in the championship. <laughs> so I think there was definitely backing in, in relative to where we are as a club and how big we are. But I just think we spent it on you've got you've got Ollie McBurney, um, Sander Berger, Aaron Ramsdale. Rhian Brewster, and not many of those hit the ground running. I suppose some of them, you could argue, most of those are for the future. All of them are below the age of 24 now, especially when they were signed. Um, but not many of them have hit the ground running. Um, I should expect all of those. I think I'm pretty sure each of those signings were our record signing at the time. And we've we we are yet to see the fruits from any of those. So I think there was a few questions over Chris Wilder's recruitment since um, since we got promoted to the Prem. And I, all I can think is that there was questions over that. Um, Chris Wilder's always been the old-fashioned, I want to be the manager. He wanted his fingerprint over everything the club did. And all I can think is that the, the board and the owners wanted a director of football to come in and oversee a few things, maybe oversee recruitment and transfers. Um, and then both Wilder and Prince Abdullah, I've met at loggerheads, and it's just resulted in this ugly fallout that, well, basically the whole world has seen. That's all I can think that's happened. There's been some massive fallout over recruitment, the direction of the club, the, the, the um, philosophy and ideology of the club going forward, um, and Chris Wilder's basically had enough. I mean, to be fair, I don't know how much you'll know about this. I remember when we first got promoted to the championship, at the end of the 17-18 season, our last game of the season, Bristol City away. We were in the away and going Chris Wilder. We want you to stay. There was questions over him leaving then, um, but that's when we had the co-owners. So it's never, it's, it's always, it's never been a great relationship between Chris Wilder and the board. Um, this has been Prince Abdullah's first season, I suppose, first full season solely in charge. He had most of last season, this season, and all I can think, and that granted, it might be hearsay, it's not official. I don't think we will ever find out officially. Um I I been- heard I heard
0: well I, I heard a little bit about that before that kicked off that the, the, the director of football idea and Chris Wilde is a very proud man so you can you can understand that. I mean Ben, we've all been there. I mean, you know, we lost Frank Lampard, remember, you know, not not 2 months ago and he was very well loved by most of us at Chelsea, so it really hurts. And of course Robbie De Matteo, mate, he won the Champions League for us and in November the following season he got sacked on the plane back from Juventus and then was whitewashed from every picture around Stamford Bridge oh yes I remember these things so I know what it's like mate what what next what now I mean you know I think you'd even you would agree you're going to be relegated you've got an FA Cup match against us which you you seem convinced you're going to get turned over um anything can happen but what what's going to happen with Sheffield United in you know the 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 longer term do you think I mean
4: all I I think that the rest of the season will be largely the same as it would have been had we have had Wilder in charge. I mean, I was going in, even before Thursday night. I went to bed a fairly content, a content Blades fan, accepting relegation, looking forward to Sheffield uh, United back in the Championship under Chris Wilder. Friday morning, I woke up and I was in a nightmare. But all, even when I went to bed Thursday evening, confident in the fact that we had Chris Wilder as our manager, I knew we were getting relegated. Um, I thought we were going to lose by at least two goals against Leicester. Um, I do believe, however, if we had have had Chris Wilder, the 5-0 capitulation wouldn't have happened. Maybe three goals, but no more than that, I can see. I didn't expect us to win against your boys on Sunday, Um, even if we'd have had Chris Wilder. Even with Chris Wilder, I knew we were getting relegated. But the difference is, with Chris Wilder, every Blade fan, we knew we were getting relegated Anyway. However, we were optimistic for next season, going. Oh, we're back in the championship. We've got some great prospects that have, you know, proven championship players in McBurney, in Brewster. We've got Wilder back, uh, you know, Wilder back in the championship with Sheffield. We were, we were actually looking forward to next season because we'd written off this season long ago. Whereas now, um, I I wouldn't be too surprised, and I'm not sure I would look twice. If we replicated what Sunderland did And that might be doom and gloom But I tell you, I genuinely believe I think we will do well To make the top half of the championship next season I really do With Chris Wilder I thought, yeah, we're going to be pushing for top two here Um We don't even know who's coming in We've got Heckingbottom Just sort of papering the flipping Well, at, you know Bring his own crack. Like Chris Wilder.
0: He's got Jason uh, Tyndall there though, hasn't he? And he, he, he's he's ex-Bournemouth, so.
4: Yeah, I mean, I've heard from a Bournemouth fan. Saw a Bournemouth fan saying it was it was pretty useless for them this season because he said this Bournemouth <laughs> fan coming commenting saying that Bournemouth had one of the best squads, if not the best squad, in the Championship, um, and they were struggling to get into the top half. Um, I think they're doing all right now, but obviously, I think Tyndall got moved on. I think, I think they've probably got Tindall in as sort of just like a yes-man for them, whereas Chris Wilder was the complete polar opposite to that. But in terms of what next for Sheffield, even with Wilder, the relegation was coming. It was going to be a, a poor season. It already was. But we were, like I said, we were optimistic for next season, for the championship, you know, easier league. Um, we've got some hot prospects. Chris Wilder back in the championship. It's going to be, you know, it could be a good season for us, you know, as like like Norwich have had this season. But now we're all just sort of—I mean, Blades fans are talking like you know, as if this is. They may as well have said, uh, "We may as well have done a Berry. The way she- the way we feel, the way we're talking about it, we may as well have been wrapped up in the same way uh, Barry FC were a few uh, a year or two back. It's—it's it's like that's happened in the way in the way that Blades fans feel about it, in the ways that Blades fans are talking about it. They may as well have said, "Oh yeah, Blades Sheffield United Football Club is no more." Um, if anything, that might have even been better because we would have had to watch this flipping fold out before our eyes. Uh, but we really, a lot of Sheffield United fans are talking about this being like the death of the club, dropping down. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, like I said under Wilder, and a few Blazers fans have said under Wilder, we were never meant to be in the Premier League, let alone struggling to survive here. Um, we, we weren't meant to be here. And I think he really was a victim of his own success. Um, Wilder and the team outpaced the club. The club couldn't keep up with the success of the team. Really, we could have, in terms of long-term progression, probably should have done with a couple of more years in the championship so so that the club could get ready for the Premier League. Whereas it was just sort of like, it really was like a flashbang. You know, wow, that was amazing, but it's over now. Um, The club couldn't keep up with Wilder and the team's success. I'm worried about, we've spoken about, you know, um, past and present players talking about how much they wanted to win for Wilder, how much they wanted to do it for him, that's gone. Um, is how what effect is that going to have on like us losing players in the summer? The likes of John Egan, Chris Basham, you know, loyal servants of Chris Wilder, are they going to be so keen to stay? Um, drawing players in, Chris Wilder could sweet talk players into the club. We're not going to have that. It, it really does affect the club on so many levels, and
0: and and the fans and the ben and and the fans i mean you know we, we i'm i'm really feeling your pain mate i mean we've been there and it and you're so passionate about it as we all are about our clubs and it it fucking hurts there's no other way yeah. to put it you know but i mean one thing i'll say and and i know i mean i it might be easier to say this as a chelsea fan because we kind of get through managers like most people get through socks you know yeah. um but <laughs> You know, the one consistent thing at a football club is the fans. Managers yeah. come, managers go, owners come, owners go, players come, players go. But we're always there and, and and I know it feels shit at the moment and about the worst it possibly could be, but you'll still be there. That I do know.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, man, it it's it reminds me of well, literally well, the worst time I remember before this was Ironically, before Chris Wilder—not well, ironically—was before Chris Wilder came in. We had Nigel Adkins. We finished 11th in League One, and I was just turning up to games. I didn't want to be there. I wasn't enjoying the games, but it was just that sense of duty. Oh, I've got to do it because I'm a Blades fan. Yeah. And when we Bob had a season like that a couple of years ago, <laughs> yeah, honestly, you don't you don't want to go, <laughs> exactly. and you just sat there going, "What am I doing? What am I doing?" Well, it's because it's what we do, Ben. It's what we I do. Know. But the thing is, like, un- under Chris Wilder, it was it was alien because I'm going, Christ, I'm watching United, but I want to be here. You know what I mean? Like, what is this world? Oh, like, no. I-, I want to watch United. Um, Listen, Ben, but- Ben, I'll ben. still turn out, but <sighs> honestly, man, ben. it's just going to do a sense of duty.
0: Um- I mean, I, I feel compelled to to ask you what you think is going to happen on Sunday, but you're, I, I don't think I, even I can convince you that you're going to do anything other than get stuffed. I mean, I could sit, here for, I could sit here for half or an hell. hour as a Chelsea sport, as I know Jonathan, as I know Clayton, we could all put up far more logical, plausible arguments as to why you'll turn us over than you could imagine, because I know <laughs> Chelsea Football Club, but I know I'm not going to dissuade you. Um, what I will say to you uh, is this, is that, well, would it cheer you up if we let you sing the Chip Butty song again?
4: I tell you what, you know, Chip Butty song, a cover version of a uh, Annie's song by John Denver, rather fitting because I can't sing it now because like like the end of John Denver, it's an absolute plane crash this season. <laughs> <laughs> oh ben that's brilliant that is brilliant it's enough you know with I all due deference
2: be. and respect to the denver family <laughs>
4: yeah <laughs> but that's
0: that's quality mate listen but, yeah. i'll tell you this you know um for the record uh we've played you five times in the fa cup uh jonathan was actually at the first time which was in 1912,
1: 1912 uh, yeah. when we when we won one nil yeah. And the FA Cup final, of course. Our, the, our first.
0: The khaki. The Kharky. Before you we went off to fight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I went, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The car,
0: it was known as the Kharky Cup final in 1915. That was our first FA Cup final. And you bloody broke our hearts. You won 3 0, mate.
4: Yeah. There we go. Well, that definitely is happening. Honestly, well, I mean, your players could sit down in the formation they're starting out in. Um, and I think it would still be, well, you probably still win 1 0 somehow. All right, well, listen. If you know, honestly, we are dead, we are yeah, dead or, in the water.
2: I, hear you. I you're, hear you. You're playing Chelsea, you're not Any, dead. anything Take can it happen.
0: It's yeah, a well, one off match,
4: like, it's, in Leo DiCaprio at the end of Titanic. Man, we're not dead in the water,
0: mate. It's a t- you know, honestly, it's a one off game, and anything can happen. Listen, I, what I will say is, God. uh, is um, you know. Look, I've been around a long time and I've seen some really stupidly mad results and I'm very well aware that this is a one-off game and anything can happen. Let's say you did beat us and you you go on and win the FA Cup. Would that make up for what's just happened?
4: (laughs) Half of me would be annoyed for several reasons. First of all, like, so we've got to win three games. I'm going, well, why didn't you perform at that on the Wilder? The man that flipping gave half of you careers out of nothing. And also, we couldn't even be there. <laughs> you know what I mean, it was like it was like the most annoying FA Cup win ever. <laughs> We'd like there'd, there'd be no, there'd be no, there'd be no more, F, there'd be no FA Cup win where the fans were more pissed off that we would, than us <laughs> winning it.
0: It's a bit like, well, like, yeah, I know. Listen, you're getting a lot of love on our on our live mix alert. I'm going to read this, this might cheer you up, just to show you oh, that the, that football fans wherever they are do care. <laughs> Brian Justman says, Jesus, perfectly set up for them to beat us. That would be proper, Charles." Daryl M, Daryl Middleditch, proper passion in his voice. You can tell he's absolutely gutted Wilder is gone. Brian says, I totally feel for him. And Chev says, yeah, that was a brilliant rant, sticking up for a manager. We felt like that with Frank. So we, 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 we've we, all been there. We know how you feel, mate. And I'm sure you'll pick yourself up.
4: Oh, well, I think the only way is down from here.
0: No, go and listen to the Beatles. That'll sort you out.
4: Listen, <laughs> yeah. we are going right. to now give our
0: verdict on all that in the next part. But, I mean, Ben, I, I can't tell you how, how, how delighted we are to see you. I knew I knew you would be absolutely sick as a, a proverbial, yeah. proverbial parrot tonight. And it's really good of you to come on and, and, and talk about it. But I think it was really good for our listeners to hear, you know, exactly what, what we feel a lot of the times. But to to hear that heartfelt passion come up. It just reminds us why we're football fans. So thank you for giving us a very timely reminder. And I wish you, and Sheffield United, the, all the luck in the world. But obviously not on Sunday. Sorry, I can't. Just can't do that. You know I can't.
4: Yeah. Honestly, man, there's um, it. It'd be like winning the lottery ten times in a row. If we, if we, if we get a shot on target on Sunday, we're laughing.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's tell you what. We might get you back on next season just because we want to hear the Chip Butty song, even <laughs> if we're not playing you. So be prepared for the call. Cool.
4: Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. I'd love to come back on even when we're in the conference north. OK, uh, yeah.
0: I'll, hold, I'll hold you to that. I'll hold you to that. Yeah. Um, you know, you're such a brilliant lad. Thank you. so. You've you, you've really you've brightened up the uh, oh, Friday nights, the three times you've been on. <laughs> and we we love seeing you. And I, as I said, I know the pain will ease. It doesn't seem oh. like it now, but it will.
4: Yeah, maybe after a few more Stellas it might ease. But That's always a good, yeah. A sore head and a sore heart.
0: Good recipe. I, I can. I absolutely condone that. Ben, you <laughs> take care, mate. We'll hopefully see All you right. again, as I said. Uh, and uh, I, I do wish you a little bit of luck on Sunday. I can't deny it.
4: Thank you. Out of self care. Nothing else. All right, Thanks mate, for having mate. me, guys. Pleasure, mate. You Cheers, take ben. care. Stay safe.
0: There like you go. That. That's uh, Ben from The Travel, the, the Travelling Blade, should I say. And, I mean, as Fantastic. I said, I know, boys, as I said, it, it, it kind of reminds you why we all put ourselves through it in a way. It's what it's all about.
1: You, you can't quite get your head around why they've, um,
2: they've parted company, can you really? But, well, you uh, can.
0: After United. Well, no, you, you, can, can, because but you, same-
2: you can. You can basically look at Blunt Northerner, Saudi Prince. They're not going to get on, are they? I don't know.
1: But, I well, the, but it, it, it's it's just really short-sighted, isn't it? A man who's brought them up and done one. A
2: football the, club board being
0: short-sighted. <laughs> <and> <laughs> how is ridiculous
1: of me to have ever believed it would be otherwise. I and know. It's Listen, such a shame because he he comes across wonderfully, Wilder, and um, and the yeah, he's great. His tactical genius to yeah. the way they play with the two centre halves playing right back, you know, and and, uh, and that kind of thing, and actually. Uh, putting teams to the sword like us, what did they beat us three nil up there last year? Yeah, which, um, was was uh, was great no, stuff, he, he... But he somehow didn't work this year. But they should have given him another go. I next know, bit. But I suspect he just he fell out. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets reinstated. Personally, the way this appears to be handled.
0: Well, I it's doubt nothing, it. If if not, if Prin- not not if Prince Abdullah's in charge, mate. Because I think Ben's. The, you know, right, the, the
2: ridiculous is thing is that that he would. Probably be the best person to bring him back up.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, he would be, I think. Anyway, listen, we're going to have a quick break, uh, and then and then we're going to be talking about uh, the the cup quarter final tie between Chelsea and Sheffield United. We'll be back in a minute.
2: Das Leben kann hektisch sein. Warum nicht dem Alltag entfliehen und in die magische
1: Welt von Evermerge eintauchen? Evermerge ist ein magisches Land, das mit jeder Entdeckung größer und besser wird. Werde ein Merch-Master. Baue und sammle einzigartige Gegenstände oder verschönere deine eigene wundersame Welt. Im Land von Evermerge gibt es immer etwas zu tun. Evermerge. Jetzt
4: kostenlos im App Store herunterladen.
3: Fans real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea
0: Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea
2: FootballFancast.com
0: Right, uh, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast with me, Stamford Chidge and him down there in Darby Street, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Whoop. And the wonderful Mr. Clayton Beerman the housewife's choice the housewife's there choice there we go the housewife's choice all oh, lovely to see you boys uh,
2: um,
0: before i before i kind of uh, kick <laughs> off this part um because we're going to talk about that we're going to preview the shefford united uh, the chelsea Sheffield united cup tie obviously a couple of quick shout outs one is uh, a week tomorrow a week tomorrow night I will be braving the elements or the cold, uh, my cold garage floor for the big Stamford Bridge virtual sleep out, uh, which uh, we're doing to raise money for the wonderful Stoll Foundation, who are our neighbours next door to us at Stamford Bridge. They look after a lot of, uh, you know, homeless veterans, veterans who've got PTSD and all sorts of other troubles and issues. Very worthwhile charity if uh, anybody out there who hasn't already and actually by the way thank you to the huge number of people who have sponsored me i mean honestly i'm very humbled by your generosity and uh solidarity with such a fantastic cause but if anybody else that wants to sponsor me my uh the giving uh, the virgin money giving details are on a tweet that i've pinned uh on my at stanford chidge twitter account so it's very very easy to do um and we've had some amazing support too. Pat Nevin, this is where the genius of Chidge and his segways comes in. Pat Nevin has uh, recorded a message to to wish us all luck and to try and encourage you to put your hands in your pockets, uh, and that's gone out on the Chelsea uh, S Trust uh, Twitter account. And uh, I can tell you, a sneaky preview that Canners, King Canners himself, has also recorded a message which will be going out later in the week. And of course, Canners. Uh, was on the last sleep out that we did. In fact he he slept next to me, bless his heart. So uh lovely to hear from him uh certainly when you think about the troubles he's been having recently and of course uh the uh you can go and buy a Paul Cannaville uh t-shirt uh which is like a little Sabutio version of Paul which is absolutely brilliant and I, I urge everybody to go out and buy one because all the profits from that are going to Paul and he needs all the help we can get at the moment. Um, and there we go. So uh, that segues into the fact that um, the Chelsea Sports Trust SGM has got Pat Nevin doing a Q&A tomorrow, which I am very much looking forward to. And finally, uh, the next uh, instalment of the Football Prizes competition is now out. Uh, and next Wednesday, you've got the opportunity... If you purchase a ticket for £4.95p, you've got the opportunity to win a framed and signed Jean Franco Zola shirt. Uh, Now, that's brilliant. I have one myself, uh, but this one is a a blue autoglass shirt. But the great Franco Zola, you can go and win that. Um, Again, I tweeted it out tonight on the at Chelsea Fancast Twitter account. So go and find that, and I'll I'll be reminding you on Wednesday anyway. But just check that out. It's on our Facebook account too. So there we go. Right now, time to talk about um, what I mean. You know, it's it's kind of so weird. I was like so excited about about this match uh, before Wednesday because I thought, oh, you know, you know, we got to the final last year and we blew it. We're bound to go back and win it this year. We've got Sheffield United. They just got humped, stupid, five nil. You know, I can smell another trophy. I can smell it. I can smell it. And I'm really excited. And now it's like it's all kind of disappeared because I'm thinking we're going to win the Champions League now. And I'm like still ridiculously excited about the Champions League. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What like we did in 2012.
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. Now, here's the thing. I am very excited about this because I love the FA Cup. I think his team selection is going to be very, very interesting, chaps. And as you probably know, because I know you've all read my notes assiduously, but I found my little lineup app, and I reckon the team will be this. I think he'll pick Keperingo, goal, Emerson as the. Uh, he'll play three four, uh, 3 4 2 1 again. Keperingo, goal, Emerson on the left, Christensen in the middle, James on the right, then Chilwell uh, as the left wing back, Jorginho and Billy Gilmore in the middle, and Hudson Adoy as the right wing back, Pudicicic and Mount behind Giroud, JK, discuss.
1: It's always very impressive, this little app you've come up with. I know. These, it's uh, free, too. Yeah, it looks really good. Cool. Do you like it, looks it? really professional. It does, yeah. doesn't it? I keep thinking you've nicked it from some no. somewhere. But no, no, no.
0: It's all my own a... work.
1: Um, is Christensen okay to come back? Isn't he... Uh, what, Did he not just the have the
0: shits before the game or something? Yeah, is that's I right.
1: Is he, um, um, who is It's is still... Um, I know. I still... feel
0: like that for every fan cast, mate. <laughs>
1: Silver is uh, is still out, isn't he? Didn't train today. In fact, what I found interesting about um, uh, listening to Tukla, he was just saying that um, uh, Silver wasn't there. He wasn't on the pitch. It's almost as if that the, uh, the 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 medical staff decide he's not going out and he's going to train one one on one with somebody, one to one. And um, and so uh, it's it's unbeknownst to him, he thought he might be out there, Silver. But Tammy's available. But I think. Um, Tammy will come on as a substitute if he comes on because he's been injured. But uh, I, I, I and the impression I got from the um, the presser was that Giroud would start. But um, and it, yeah, I think I think he must give Gilmore a go. So I agree. But um, he gave uh, him a go
0: against Barnsley, if you remember.
1: Yeah, he did. And he cu- did.
0: and cu- I mean, a lot of my selection is based around the fact that a lot of them work their absolute bollocks off on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mind you, they've got a they've got the. Um, the uh, international break coming up. So uh, I suppose that they, if they're slightly tired, that's when the possibility of injury takes place. So perhaps you'll give them a rest. Um, but yeah, that seems a reasonable side, doesn't it, Chidge? I think you've done, uh, Clayton, what do you think? I think he's done a right, Chidge's su- suggestions. Uh, i them. Jorginho and uh, Gilmore, Adoy, Chilwell, Emerson, Christensen, James, and Kepper. I think you'll play Kepper. I think you're right.
2: Yeah, I have. I have got
0: the notes. I'm just basically trying to find the.
1: It's the last page, mate. Right at the end. He's got. You're playing Mount what at um a right wing practically. No, no, no. He's,
0: he's, he's, it's because the way that this app works, you can't you can't fit them in tighter because they just go over. Oh, and right real.
1: yeah, because it would be uh, a doy be playing the wing back. Do you don't think you'll give uh, Alonso a go?
0: No, he played played him on Wednesday and he's knackered.
1: All oh, right, that's my enough. theory. He's going to play a very good game. He did. They they were all very good. They were all good.
0: They were were outstanding. Great team performance, I thought. Really outstanding. But I I think I think he's mindful of that. He's mindful of giving players minutes, and he's mindful of who's possibly mentally as well as physically fatigued. Jorginho and Mount didn't start on uh, Wednesday, Clayton, so they're immediate picks for me. Yeah. He's picked Kepper in all the cup matches. Giroud, you know, he's guilty that he hasn't played too many minutes. I mean, the only person who starts on uh, on Sunday for me that started on Wednesday is, is is James, but of course he's quite young, so I think that that's not a much of a problem. You've
2: got Emerson. playing. Yeah, d- I've, I've got no, I've got no problem with that team. Um, I mean, it should be good enough to win. Um, I was disappointed for Ollie on Wednesday because I thought he would start, but. I knew exactly the reasons why he didn't start and uh, I was proved correct. Uh, he wouldn't certainly have uh, sprinted from the halfway line to across the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the way he's managing the squad is, is so impressive. I mean, he, he mentioned Timo and didn't he, in the uh, in the press
0: today? Yeah. Adam, Adam um, asked the question.
2: Yeah, so he, he's, he's obviously going to be on the bench. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's a ridiculous thing, isn't it? It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It, it, if this was any other team, you know, you think it, the the run that we're on and the way that we're playing, you think nothing could possibly go nothing wrong. Nothing
0: can possibly go wrong. But
2: exactly. but we're Chelsea. I know. Uh, but I do actually think that this... I, I just can't see it, to be perfectly honest. My, my biggest thing is that... Um, I'd quite like Mendy to, to stay in goal because I think I read, did Rick say, or if you copied Rick's notes, if we get a seventh clean sheet, that's the, the first time since 1904-05 when your boy Billy, Fatty Foulkes, was uh, was was in goal. Oh, listen, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, irrespective of who we're playing, if we win on su- Sunday... We're going to have yet another semi-final. 25. I mean, I don't know how many. 25. Just. Is it 25? We've had 11 in the
0: last 20 seasons, mate.
2: And this is the FA Cup only.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the FA Cup. If you think about
2: the League Cups and the Champions League, Europa, in that semi-finals, this club's been in, is just bizarre.
1: But didn't you think that this was a kind of inevitability? Didn't you think this is the way the club, it always bounces back?
2: What you mean the, the, the self regeneration? Yeah, just get rid to... of a manager, bring somebody in. Yeah. yeah. I mean just just watching Tommy T in that press conference. I mean, as a complete sort of um what's the word? Ignoramus. I'm always staggered at um anybody speaking a foreign language fluently. i I've, <laughs> I've got so much admiration for that.
0: I struggle with English,
2: but, mate. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it, it's not it's not so much his the fact that he speaks it, it's the intonations and the phrases he uses. You just think, wow, this isn't just talking, this is you know, this is just not it, it's more than that. It's and and his understanding of the game and what have you, you do sort of get an insight into what the players are seeing and thinking. It's early days, you know, it's very early days, but what he's done in two and a half months is is just extraordinary. And I'm going off on a tangent now, and I'm not even sure why I'm saying this. But the one thing that just worries me is that the, when it comes to the transfer window, they're going to do what they did with Conte. Yeah. Well, he did so well with this lot, you yeah. don't need anybody else. There is, yeah, there is yeah. that worry. And there's the it? first falling out.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. He, he, because I can see him doing what Conte. I mean, not exactly what Conte did, but I mean, he does fall out with boards. He likes to get get his own way. He's already apparently been in Marina's ear about about who he wants and what you know all that kind of thing. The minute he's, is that right uh, in the interview apparently. So he's not going to put up with any crap, and I, and it will really annoy me because you know I I felt this with Conte. I felt that considering. What Conte did that first season, when we were shocking, so shocking at Arsenal, and he turned it round, seventeen games unbeaten, win the title. He deserved it, mind you. As Jonathan will very quickly tell me, if I if I was even to give him a sniff of a chance, he did actually request the likes of Bonucci and uh, a couple of other old Italians that uh, yeah, yeah, so, But I I don't know why, but I trust Tuchel a little bit more than perhaps Conte's judgment. But also, if he know. wins the championship.
2: But You've you're wrong the big, because if that is what Conte wanted, Conte is a brilliant manager. Yeah, he maybe. If the that right. is what he wanted and if that is what he thought that team needed, then that's what he should have been given. Yeah, but I, you, you I, know, it's a, it's the same with Mari- Mourinho's first season or second season rather. He wanted these players. They said no. He ended up with Sidwell and a couple of others,
0: and it's I don't know.
1: Yeah, but if they win the Champions that. League, the chances are that they'll, he'll get whoever he wants. Sure, well,
0: who knows? This is Chelsea, mate. Listen, Chaz, let's move this back onto the Sheffield United. Um, it, it, I mean, I think Clayton's what Clayton is saying is what you and I are both feeling, J.K. That we've been around a long time. This is a one-off. This is a cut match. Yes, I mean, you know, I get worried. I mean, as you know, when I put this together, I I pull together. Usually, I nick the wonderful Rick Glanville's uh, pre-match briefing, which I, which is just. By the way, if if you lot out there haven't haven't read Rick's and um, Paul Dutton's pre-match briefing on the Chelsea, it's about the only thing apart from Pat Nevin's articles. It's about the only thing I ever read on the official website, but they're brilliant because Rick knows everything. He's like Methuselah. He knows everything and everybody, and and I just basically lift the whole thing for us a lot before we talk about the games on a Friday because there's no point going anywhere else but apart from one other place, which is Flash Score which is the betting app that i use to follow all of the games on a saturday because it's it's in it, it's in real time it's not like when you know sometimes you watch a stream and it's late or whatever the radio and the tv are out of sync flash scores is to the second accurate so when a goal goes in you know it's gone in um, and they preview games as well now when you've got when you've got flash score saying this this is when i start to worry um impressively Chelsea's Chelsea have conceded just 2.23 shots on target per game across Tuchel's first 13 outings as the Blues' boss. Great, you think, comma making them a near certainty to proceed to the FA Cup sem- semi-finals for the fourth time in five seasons. And you're thinking, no, 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 no! Don't be <laughs> saying that. Really, do not be saying that. Because you just, we just know what will happen. Because we're Chelsea, and this is just, we're, we're cursed with this yet, kind of nonsense. And, and yet. yet. Everything sensible points to us giving them a stuffing, doesn't it, JK? Yeah. Yeah. Complete,
1: because they're 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 very poor. Poor, very poor. how poor? Uh, very very poor. Very
0: very poor, indeed. Um, we have had a few old ding dongs of Sheffield United in the cup. I mean, we mentioned in 1912, uh, and when we won one nil, we mentioned the Carkey Cup final when we lost three nil. Uh, JK probably still wasn't quite around when we beat them one nil up at Sheffield United in '52. I would imagine, and this is interesting. We played them en route to our first FA Cup final. Uh, well, of the modern era, shall we say, uh, against Spurs in '67 when we we beat them. I think that would have been. I would. Have, I would say probably quarter final against Sheffield United at home when we won two 0 Do you remember that in '67, JK? And and I, in fact, I Clayton. Been, I would have been there. Yeah, yeah. Clayton would have possibly been.
2: Enough. I no, I was slightly too young. I. I Sort of, uh, I don't remember that cup run at all.
0: No, but you did. You, you went to the final though, didn't you? Didn't no. you? I thought you did. No. I thought sixty-seven was when it all kind of happened for you.
2: No, the the story is that I went. I was taken by my Spurs supporting family to watch the cup final. Uh, you did the right presence. thing. You did the right and thing. And basically, when we lost afterwards, I cried, and that sealed the deal for me.
0: I love it. Love at first cry. Um, of course, the most recent time, we'll all remember. I was
2: twenty-eight at the time. <laughs> the,
0: this The most recent time, of course, which you'll both remember. You were probably both there because you're much better fans than me. I wasn't. Uh, but we played them, I think it probably would have been a fifth round tie um, in 1992, of course. And we won 1-0 with a Graham Stewart goal. Why is that match so fondly remembered by Chelsea fans? Fingers on buzzers, please.
2: Because Vinnie Jones got booked in the first minute. Three seconds. He was booked after three
0: seconds. Three sec- he got booked. Uh, the ball kicked off. Ha- we hadn't
2: bought him from them, but he had played for Sheffield yeah. That was the reason played. that he did it. He got the-
1: He got one of the guys he didn't like.
0: Dane Whitehouse.
1: Yeah, he didn't yeah. like him. He hadn't got on.
0: So ball, he- ball got off. whistle blew. Ball gets kicked off. Vinny Jones, two foot, Dane Whitehouse. Three seconds. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember it that. well
1: because I wasn't pleased. You I, I wasn't Jay. a great Vinnie Jones fan. You got
0: no sense of French no French sense
2: French. of fun. No, I had no fun. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought,
0: I thought could... it was brilliant.
2: <laughs> no, I thought no, it, it was quite got exciting, though, wasn't it? Because we were actually it was, progressing it was in the, the car. Yeah,
1: but I thought then that he'd be sent off pretty soon because he then did several similar similar two-footed tackles, and the referee was very lenient.
0: There was a great quote apparently that Vinny Jones made about this. He says, "I don't know. I was emotional. I must have been high. I was wild. I was crazy. But the one thing you couldn't accuse me of, with that was being late, which I thought was very good for Vinny. Bless his heart." So there you yeah. go. So we, we've got a good record against them in the cup. There's no denying that. Uh, we should we should absolutely uh, wallop them. But we're Dream all them. we're all secretly also quite nervous. So so Clayton, how do you think it's going to pan out, my old China?
2: Uh, I do actually think that we are going to win. I don't normally predict a win for us on this show. And I do actually think that we're going to score a few goals. I mean, our finishing is is just, is is woeful. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned earlier the fact that we are now creating chances, but just not taking them. And I, I, I felt it was, you know, we, we are... I cannot understand That's sort of my only complaint perhaps about the other night was the fact that we should have killed the game off. We should have killed the game off much earlier than we did. And there were a couple of times where we had shots. And I don't understand this. We've had this conversation before. Kovacic, I've given up on them. I mean, you know, he, he, can't, <laughs> he can't shoot. But when Callum came on, he basically had, a, had exactly the same chance as Emerson and virtually passed it back to their keeper. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I just hope, I don't know whether it's, a, I mean, I've got absolutely no doubt, considering what this guy has done with the, the top, you know, the, the, the defence and the midfield in two and a half months, he'll sort the attack out. I've got absolutely no doubt about that. But it just begs the question, do we have the quality? Do we have the quality of striker?
0: I do. I in do. Which, Sorry, Jake. Okay, go, on, go
1: on. In which case, you will already have somebody lined up. he will have already said who he Holland, wants to have in. Holland.
0: Holland. What Holland. are the chances of Ben? Seldon? Oh, if
1: we if we win the Champions League, he's more likely to come to us. Yeah,
0: isn't he? definitely. Um, I have to say. I'm. I mean, we said this on Monday, actually, didn't we? To a degree, J.K. I I, like Clayton. I've got confidence in enough confidence in Tuchel that he will sort it out. And you can see how he's trying to do that with his various combinations up front. And I think Havertz has has risen a lot in his thinking with that. It was really pleasing, I thought, on uh, on Wednesday to see. I thought it was a superb first goal that we scored. By the way, I thought Havertz was superb in the way that well, he won Werner's the ball. Crossed. Werner's cross. on. Well, well, let me get no. to the, let me get to the Werner cross. But I thought Havertz Havertz was brilliant the way he won the ball, controlled it, and had the presence of mind to get it up to Werner. And I agree with you. Werner did very very well. Lovely cross and Ziyech, You know, as you said earlier on, he should have buried it better, but he buried it, and that's the main thing. But,
1: well, in fact, there was an element of luck about both things because Werner's cross went through a pair of legs. And in the past, I think he would have hit somebody and gone out for a corner. And and Ziyech's shot in the past would have been saved. So you you just think the the, the gods were with us for that um, for that move.
0: But you know but it what
1: it's hugely deserved. And I thought that Verna Verna really, yeah. really is yeah. is getting he mentioned it today actually on yeah. the press conference. It has been difficult for them dealing with the Premier League and also the amount of work that he requires from them. Yeah. And he's been doing it I think in in, in Leipzig, not that I ever watched them, of course. Um, um, he was more just an out-and-out striker, or they didn't come back very much. Whereas he's now, it's the team effort that he's managing to, to instill in everybody. And and Werner had a very good game. I just wish he would, um, you know, hit the target more, which is what he was doing all the time. Because you know he's got a terrific shot, and I was very pleased that this progress was made. Um, because I've I've been a very I've been been a big critic of him.
0: But one wonders if 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 you know in, in his head he's he's hoping that that you know he Verner and Havertz are, are going to be you know his boys and he's gonna gonna get a tune out of them. And and I do think he I think he like because I mean every time I I see him pick Ziyech, I'm going oh for fuck's sake why, <laughs> you know. But to be fair to Ziyech, he turned up on Wednesday and I thought he, he played a lot better than he has done recently. And I'm thinking that maybe Tushul fancies Ziyech as well. And it, it has very interesting ramifications of course for Tammy and Giroud. If he if he if he genuinely does think that Havertz is gonna be his his four, his nine nine, his, as I called it on Monday. Nine. Then, then it's going to be interesting. Of course, that also I think has ramifications for Mount and where he plays. But let's not go down that uh, rabbit I just hole. Just ask you a
1: question, Chid. Um, have you got Emerson playing left, uh, left centre half?
0: Yes, I have because he's done that before. Has he? That's that's what he was. did at Barnsley. He did wasn't it at it? Barnsley? That's right. He did, you're absolutely right. There yeah. you go. And I and I he think at night he was poor, but uh, his one touch was rather they special. All were. Yeah, well, Barnsley played they really, really well. They got at us. And I mean, this is the other interesting thing, you know. They've, we, won,
2: they've, they've won virtually every single game since
0: that game. Have they really? Barnsley. How about yeah. that? I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. you know, we haven't really seen, seen a, a team I don't think really have a go at us and put us under pressure. I'm still not convinced.
2: Well, that, Barnsley are the only team that
0: have done well, it. and And we were
2: poor as a result. Atletico Madrid did it for about 15 minutes and then ran out of steam
0: maybe that's Um, that's the thing
2: you know and I I think we are very fit um we are just relentless I mean our pressing was extraordinary um I think you know it, it is interesting I'm absolutely delighted and I don't know if you recall but right at the beginning of the season when everybody was um talking about habits and being very unimpressed about habits I uh, just said you just have to wait and and that is the sort of player he is he's he's a sort of he's a sort of luxury player, but he's supremely talented and he's twenty one mm. you know it's just you know you look and see what he's done in the last three games, okay, maybe he wasn't great against Leeds, but the way he played against Everton, the way he played against Atletico Madrid you're beginning to see now what we've got yeah and potentially what we've got um and you know it's 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 very exciting, and I I I think you're right about Werner. I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because he had those couple of chances where he came and he shot. I mean, I think the first one in the second half, the ball from Ziyech, which which played him through, is absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And and he did actually quite well because he wasn't in a particularly good position. I mean, he's. He's going to get there, but I. One thing that I think hangs hangs heavy is that if we do go for Harlan, I think he might be a make way going the other way.
0: Wow, you heard it here first, folks. So don't at me. It just, ma- it, just
1: it just makes sense, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, I, I suppose
1: it was so. on Twitter a week ago, though. To be fair, what was that? Was that yeah that story about him going? Oh, okay,
0: sorry, Clayton. No, good.
2: that's fine. That's fine. It's just a personal opinion. It's, it's just all right, like, though. I just it means you it...
0: don't you don't get to blame Clayton now. That's kind of all right, really. <laughs> it doesn't happen. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. blokes, blokes, chaps, locks, chumps, locks. gents. Uh, we should wrap it up really. So, um, Clayton, what scoreline for you, old bean? Uh at least three, possibly four. Wow, confidence, JK. Two nil. Two nil. Okay, mm. I'm going to be the outlier here. Folks, because you know I have to be different, blah di blah di blah. I I I have a suspicion. I mean, I think actually a lot will depend on where Sheffield United are psychologically, and also actually where Chelsea are psychologically, because they they reckon that Sheffield United got thumped so miserably. Billy Sharp uh, went on record saying that they were just very emotional about what had happened to Chris Wilder, so they were in no fit state mentally to play against a Leicester team that took them apart. They've now had a week. With uh the wonderful Yorkshire name, Ecking Eckingbottom, Paul Ekingbottom, I'll see thee, and uh Jason Tyndall, who's you know, in spite of what he did at Bournemouth, is is a decent coach. They've had a whole week uh to work on them and to get, get that out of their system. Remember these guys are professional footballers. So they may offer far more resistance than we're expecting. I still think we'll be too strong for them. Of course we are. But, I mean, if we're, if we're psychologically on the bounce from Atletico Madrid, I mean, the euphoria that you saw in the team on Wednesday, and you know what these players are like. They live for evenings like that in the Champions League. These are, we have a squad full of Champions League players. That is where they want to be playing. That is where they want to be doing well. And there's a very horrible feeling that I have that they might have a bit of a come down from that mentally. So Tuchel's got his work cut out this week, I think, to remind them how fucking important the FA Cup is to us lot and that they need to bloody well turn up. Nevertheless, I think it might be a bit of a gritty one and I know our proclivity not to find the back of the net, so I'm going to go for a 1-0.
1: Yeah, oh, I've actually been thought. influenced by you, and I'm going to go for one-one, and we lose on
0: penalty. <laughs> didn't, didn't. When did I say that? When did I say that? I didn't. Well, say you you, you painted a picture of such doom uh, there, doom and gloom. Well, I, I thought I had to assume the Jonathan Kidd role for a change. The normal role, yeah, yeah. But no, I'm quite, I'm quite positive. you were always right. very upbeat, actually. On the I old think they'll try
1: and play against us the way that Barnsley did, but so did Leeds. Leeds tried Leeds tried to play the same way against us, and I thought. But we'd surely get... they
2: play they'll play against us the way they played. What was it a couple
0: of months ago? Well, well, There's a lot
1: of high. High. a lot of pressing, absolutely. Not, but not, I think we I think we've got better at it. I think we're better at dealing with it. Oh, that. I agree.
0: Not I agree. necessarily, Clayton. I mean Bottom is a four, two, three, one man, but Tyndall has used an attacking four three three as well as a three four three. So um it'll be interesting to see how they line up. But it won't be like Wilder line them up. I mean, and therein lies the interesting thing. They may I mean Ampadu won't be playing for them, although apparently he had a horror show against uh, Leicester. Um so It'll be very interesting, you know. They might, they may not be as resolute as they have been in the past. And of course, the other thing about Sheffield United is they cannot score for Toffy at the moment. They've got a real problem up front. Although McGoldrick always seems to turn up against us. Obviously. Yeah, but I, I just, I just think I've got a, I, I think there won't be much in it. I think it'll. I think it's a cup tie. It'll be close. I don't see it as romping. I mean, they're, they're one game from Wembley. Yeah. What, what more incentive do you need? They've got nothing to lose. Their season's over anyway. They might be relaxed. You know, maybe they're playing for their contracts. I mean... It'll I got like, like
1: Portsmouth. You yeah. mean they'll, they'll, they'll... No, Wigan. They'll get relegated and yet win yeah. the
0: Cup. I mean, I, 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 I don't think we're going to romp it, but I do think we're going to win. So I'm going to say 1-0. So there you go. We shall see, won't we? There you go. BBC 1. The other, other ties, obviously, Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton, Man City, Leicester, Man United. So... Of the decent teams left in, I mean, one of them's gonna go, Everton, Man City, I'm presuming City will, will win. And uh Leicester, Man United, that could go either way, couldn't it? But uh you know, it's put it, I think I think City apart, I would put us as favourites. You know, so we shall see. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. You can't be beat- the FA Cup and uh, for us to go and have a crack at winning it again after getting close last year would be wonderful. Um, Clayton, what a delight to see. What a delightful surprise, of course, to see, but also a delight. Indeed, indeed.
2: Can I? I, I know we're going. That's um, right.
0: And um, um, that's quite we, right. But we, can, I just wanted we can go to whenever say, we like. We can go whenever we
2: like. I just wanted to say, and I think that um, it has, I don't know if it's been mentioned uh, enough, but. I believe that Mr. Kidd had something to do with a new banner at Stamford Bridge and perhaps he would like to take some credit for being involved in that because Me. it's a new banner for a fantastic servant to the club and well done and thank you. Thank you very much for
1: bringing it up. Thank you. Um, I, I mentioned it the other day in fact but I gave kudos to Brian Wolfe who of course designed it. We we um, we thought it up in Aussies. And, David, uh, David and Carrie Wilkinson, and, and um, Lynn and Ron um, Eagle. Um, <laughs> and we were just sitting together, and we thought, you know, why do? And if Alex was present actually as well. I forgot to say she uh, she didn't financially contribute, but she was there to to g us on. And um, and we just came up with. Uh, I think Lynn came up with the let's just call him Dave, or perhaps it was me. I can't remember, but one of us came up with that. And uh, and it was, it was very interesting to, to, to just get advice as to how to go along to do it. I think more people should do it because um, the route was a good one. Brian was available to do it and to, to design the poster and physically have it made. And in fact, one was sent and it got stolen. So somebody somewhere has exactly the same banner, probably hung in their front room. Um, but, uh, and it was shipped over. And Dave Johnson very kindly uh, took it over because, uh, because he was going to the club. And, um, uh, and and gave it to the right people to have it hung. So uh, um, it, it, the process was such that it makes you think that if any fans get the right... I think you have to choose the right player because there wasn't one for, for Dave and there ought to have been because of his being such a fantastic servant to the club. But um, uh, no, it, it's yep. been... Thank you for mentioning it. Next it, season, been, uh, I shall be...
0: Next season, I should be crowdfunding a Winston Bogard banner.
1: Yeah, I don't think you'll have much success. No, you might no. just get a lot of money you can spend on yourself.
0: Okay, I can do that. No, well, yeah. I've done. I've, we've we have done our bit. We, as the Chelsea fan cast, of course, you know, we we did the Kerry Dixon banner. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Because it's not my banner; it, it's our banner.
1: No, indeed. But it was interesting that it, it's it's not as difficult as one would believe. No, no, no. That, if, if you think about it, and if we could find enough, because I would love to have the whole of Stamford Bridge covered in banners. Well, they are, mate. That, that fans. Well, no, there are little areas where there aren't. They're, uh their banners they, they run their course don't they yeah Certain, you know they like many get taken away so we're... i think there's there's more room for people just to yeah. say i'd like to try and do yeah. that and you can fund it or crowd crowdfund it or fund yeah. it yourselves and yeah. get the right person to do it the club have to be a, have to approve of it of course but it was yeah, uh, no no they but they got they, vetoed. That, was, that was only written on a piece of was it a, a false cap, and by 8, I, I
0: think 10. i think we should do a banner with that bloke who held up the lampard out one when he, yeah. when, he when he went yeah that, that's just just for shits sake, Well, giggle. no, the dirty rats one. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, with all spelled incorrectly, you know. But uh, I think I think they have to. Des- I think actually, it's also a bit. It's a bit like statues, isn't it? I think I think the players have to deserve it. You know, I I think it's a real tremendous honour to have a banner, and that, that 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 apart from the fact that he's become a really good mate, it really irked me that 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 Kerry Dixon, one of our greatest ever strikers, a man that at the time. You know, was our second highest goal scorer didn't have a bloody banner. I thought, well, this is disgraceful. Yeah. You know, we does need Does have one? one? Yes, Born is the king. Okay. Shed end, of course. So, you know, I think they have to warrant it. I don't think you can give him out like willy nilly. But uh, no, I no, think, no, no. I but think, I think Dave certainly does. Dave was
1: the right person. He's in we, our we, top
0: we, ten we... appearance makers. J.K. Is
1: he done what? Sorry he's
0: what? in our. He's, he's in our top ten appearance makers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and he's won everything
1: and i love him in a sense gary cahill should possibly have one
0: yeah you could say that he's won yeah. it all yeah i think that may have may have been a there's maybe one in the pipeline along those lines but anyway we could talk about this forever but sadly we shouldn't because we've got i've got to go write a nerd, writer <laughs> brian, justman's, <laughs> brian justman's just suggested <laughs> on mixler stanford chidge's discord army <laughs> I think that I think that can be taken in so many different ways. It's almost worth worth doing, actually, isn't it? if you think about <laughs> it. Anyway, enough of us being discordant tonight. But how lovely to see you in Mixler, Brian, and in fact everybody else in uh, in Mixler. It's always lovely to see so many of you in there. But Clayton, great to see you, mate. You have a lovely weekend. Enjoy the game on yeah, uh, on Sunday, and you take care. And I look forward to seeing you. I think we're seeing you. We're seeing you for the Q and A. Episode-y, uh on Monday the twenty ninth with Liam. Oh, cool! Yeah, so okay. that'll be. A, you'll see a few of the Discord people in in on Zoom with us that night. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so we'll look yeah that'd be fun. So there we go. We'll see you then, J.K. Hey, me old China. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and I'll see. I'll see thee. I'll see thee on Monday. you looking forward to it? I will. Well, well, it'll be a good one. I mean, we, in fact, on Monday I should tell you, people out there. Obviously, on Monday night we we're talking about the Sheffield United result, um, hopefully a, a positive one, and we'll be joined by Alex Churchill and Martin Wickham, uh, J.K. A lovely, a lovely duo. Mm, so that'd be fun. So do do join us for that. Enjoy your weekend out there. As I said, the mix of people who've been with us live. Thank you for coming along. Always great to see you. Uh, we will see you on Monday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chels.
1: empfiehlt Podcasts, die wir lieben.
3: Es ist nicht alles gay, was glänzt, oder doch? Das klären wir jetzt in Busenfreundin, der Podcast.
1: Hey Leute, mein Name ist Ricarda. Ich bin Comedy-Autorin und die Stimme des LGBTIQ-Podcasts Busenfreundin. Und ich treffe jede Woche spannende Menschen und spreche mit ihnen über alles, was die queere Szene bewegt. Bei Busenfreundin gibt's Unterhaltung gepaart mit Haltung. Oft, also nicht immer. Denn manchmal schweife ich auch ab, zum Beispiel mit Leuten wie Riccardo Simonetti, Sarah Kuttner und vielen, vielen mehr. Also schaltet jetzt ein zu Busenfreundin, eurem Lieblings-LGBTIQ-Infotainment-Podcast. Bei Acast finden die besten Podcasts aus aller Welt ein Zuhause. Abonniere diese Show oder finde weitere spannende Podcasts bei Acast
4: oder wo immer du Podcasts hörst.